Asia Tech Podcast. Voice of the Asian Tech Ecosystem. Yep, we're live. This is Pitch Tech Asia. In Singapore, Graham Brown and Buzz Delonga. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Well, it's great to have you here. Yeah. So, um, well, you're here in the studio. You're going to talk about your app, your startup. Yeah, the mobility application yeah, called gonna, Navipark. Navipark. We're going to go there, talk all about that. Um, a little bit about you as well. Mm-hmm. I think it's quite interesting because you have an interesting background. I think you might be the youngest startup entrepreneur who is in this studio, in this show. Wow. How old are you now? 21. 21? Yes. I think yes, probably, yes. possibly the youngest, yeah? Got the record. Ooh. Good for you. Yeah. Because you are here in Singapore. You're not born in Singapore, right? No. Nope, nope. So you're here, 21 years old, starting a startup, raising funds. Good mm-hmm. for you. I think that shows some, well, what is the word we're looking for? I can't say it on yeah, air, but yeah, yeah. you have guts. So yeah. thanks for coming on the show. Yeah. And hopefully for me. find out a little bit more about your background and why you're here yeah. and the app itself. So let's start at the top. You. Mm-hmm. Yeah. where did you come from originally? So originally from Amsterdam, the Netherlands. And then, uh, yeah, my dad got a job opportunity in Singapore. And uh, yeah, it was for us, do we join or not? And uh, I was into it and uh, we all here. Well, when, how old were you when you came here? 17. Right, so you've yeah, been here four yeah. years. Four years, yeah. Okay, and um, why aren't you doing like what normal 21-year-olds are doing? Like, you know, which you know, university? Or yeah, yeah. Why aren't you doing that? Yeah, before, for me, this was always excited to find out new things, new experiences, and yeah, in product or applications, doesn't really matter. So yeah, for us, it was here driving in Singapore, very cool experience. Yeah. Till you find out that you need to find your parking place. Right. And <laughs> okay. it started all with that. It's so, a good sink, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, for me, uh, it was, or I go in the advertisement, uh, yeah, corporates, or I do mm. something with all that knowledge, in uh, in the tech startup world. Okay, so, yeah. so we're going to talk about Navipart, yeah. your startup. How long has that been around? So around one year plus that okay. we are doing it seriously. Okay, so yeah. who's we? Yeah, it's me, myself, then Bert with uh, with Buddy Innovations, uh-huh. then some people that are pretty uh, yeah smart in the parking industry itself for a longer period, so they could learn and teach me a lot of things that I simply didn't know. Right. And, but uh, essentially, you're yeah. the sole founder. Yeah, correct. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, that shows um, a lot of confidence at 21, starting a business and on your own. Yeah. I know you have a team of great people around you to support you. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think people will be already interested in the story because it's something different, yeah. you know, to yeah. the, the average startup founder that comes in here. I know everybody's special, but, you know, yeah. everybody has a different story as well. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about Navipark itself. We've got your pitch deck here. So if we can flash your pitch deck up, maybe we can have a look at some of the slides just to get us started. I want to sort of jump around the pitch deck a little yeah. bit, yeah. Bus, and, yeah. uh, you know, I'm going to start right here in slide eight so people can understand what it's about start with the problem yes right yes, start with the yeah. problem what is the problem with parking parking it, itself is it a singaporean yeah. thing as well first so help us understand yeah i think in locations that for example 80 percent of the parking places are off street you talk about something that's going to be extra complicated because simple your destination is there it's arrived but still your parking place is not there so this picture is actually showing that perfectly you're going towards your destination but that's not your real destination your destination is the closest car park around Mm. the destination so that's what we actually do we bring that uh, that vision 
visual from the car parking lot towards uh, towards the driver, way clear up front. Yeah, I don't understand that. Explain that to me a bit more. So yeah, so you get uh, to see the availability, the drivability, yeah. and also the price range all up front right. in the application itself. Uh huh. So yeah. I'm I'm driving to Central Town, Singapore, mm -hmm. and you're going to show me a list of available car parks, and you're going to show me where you know where they are. Yeah. And I guess the thing is, is when you if I'm thinking from my personal experience, when you drive, you kind of find a, the nearest car park that's available when you're driving, not yeah. necessarily the best one. Yeah. And it's all sort of done a bit sort of reactionary, isn't it? It's mm -hmm. like, oh no, under stress, under yeah. pressure here in the traffic, there's a car park, my wife's shouting at me now, it's all quite sort of stressful situation. Yeah. Just go there, get exactly. to that car park, and it's sort of, you know, half a mile away from yeah. where you need to be. Yeah. Is yeah. that the problem that you're trying to yeah, solve? Yeah, that's actually the key core that we are trying to solve here. And then on top of that, actually in the shopping mall, things are changing so often, so frequently. So bringing that latest updates in a personal promotion in the app afterwards right. is going to be an extra value What for people that don't come every week to Orchard, for example, is going to be a valuable asset. Right. So I understand it, and so the, the viewers understand as well. It's an app which helps people locate and identify you know, the best car parks, parking lots mm -hmm. near where they want to go in town. Yeah. But when you've got their details, you're then going to create a channel for those shops, those yeah. retailers to market to the drivers, yeah, right? consumers, yeah, yeah, yeah. customers. Okay. And because they put their personal private uh, details in it, almost like uh, TechCrunch. You yeah. put in your favorite things that you're interested in. So you don't get that overall information, but just the things where you're interested in. They are coming in the front of your personal promotion list. Okay. Yeah. Has this been done already? Uh, this, yeah, in the news area, probably yes, but in the parking industry, not. Right. Because there it is full focus on just giving you what the parking app should do, right. the parking lots. But we are going to go further towards that to put the personal promotions yeah. and that kind of stuff in it. Yeah. Great. Okay, let's have a look at the size of the market that we're dealing with mm -hmm. first, Buzz. Yeah. So people can understand, um, you've got this slide which you've added to this pitch deck, which is great. Help us understand the market size, first of all, of drivers. Yeah, in, in Singapore, South it is actually pretty solid, so it won't really move that much. Yeah. So it stays like it is right now. And uh, yeah, and globally, it is uh, pretty big still. And yeah. we have a lot of cities around Asia that have actually the same setup as Singapore. Actually, yeah. pretty great developed already. A lot of car parks under the ground or upstairs in the shopping mall, mm. difficult to find. So bringing them all together on one platform is going to be uh, something that yeah g brings a better value to them. Yeah. yeah, let's let's sort of talk about these numbers for those yeah. people who can't actually see them, just listening mm -hmm. on audio. You've got data here for drivers in Singapore and data for Southeast Asia as well. So there's just what six hundred thousand in Singapore, and yeah. you've got three hundred twenty-eight million. Mm -hmm in Southeast Asia, yeah. and that must be Indonesia most of the time. Yeah, right? so yeah. that's a big chunk of it. Yeah, for sure. Right, yeah, yeah. okay. Do you, I mean, what's your sort of knowledge? I know there's a historical connection between, you know, the Netherlands and mm -hmm. Indonesia. There's a lot of Dutch in Indonesia as well. Yeah. What's the situation like in Jakarta, for example, now? Yeah, I know, it's really, really tough. It is, the, the traffic is just actually almost too bad for Navi Park to easily enter. So mm. we need to figure out how that's going to be an easier way. Singapore, everything is perfect except the parking experience. Mm. So that is easily to deal with. So here we are talking about more about the infrastructure itself. 
Booking features are possible to integrate. People are interested in it. The real estates, for example, but then we need to see if the drivers are interested in it because yeah. mostly they have drivers or they have to travel so long. Yeah, booking then is not that value towards them on this point. Yeah. yeah. So who who are you targeting then? So for for now the the location is Malaysia and mm. this kind of countries around Asia. Right, a bit more yeah. developed. Yeah, more less chaotic. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That that value of that couple of extra minutes yeah. really adds on. Yeah. to save and on an hour that couple of minutes doesn't really make a difference and in in these markets what kind of drivers are you targeting because you've already mentioned some may have drivers themselves mm -hmm. so you know they're out yeah who, who are you targeting in this yeah we mostly target the drivers they want to have easily access towards places mm. in that sense and then also we are focusing for drivers for example and the person is in the back so that we mm. provide them promotion that easily connects with them mm. with the driver and the passenger itself mm -hmm. so they don't need to text on whatsapp or all that kind of things anymore it's just integrated mm. already in the app itself mm -hmm. yeah. so do you know much about the profile of these people or i mean you know what kind of backgrounds they are or i mean have you, I yeah for you singapore are just the drivers they haven't good income and the yeah. profile is that they always go towards orchard and they yeah. want to do something with the family don't know really yet what to do so there again the interest mm. of when you're a family what kind of nice things for a family is there to do and where to drive to then mm. again that value guidance is something that adds for these people a lot okay well we'll, we'll look at the solution and the revenue model in a minute mm -hmm. i think it's important to preface this is because i think when you start talking about parking apps, the initial maybe doubt people have is that, oh, no, everybody's doing Grab. Everybody's doing Uber. Yeah. Yeah. We, we don't need this anymore because yeah. the future is all in, you know, carpooling and car sharing. And yeah. that's true. That's where it growed from, from the roots almost. That I was thinking when Grab was coming in in 2014 in Singapore really strongly, that I was thinking, wow, we have a car, but almost Grab starts to be more convenient. So you yeah. just leave the car, keys, because you still are hustling to find that car park place and all that things around it then finding the car back again what we has also integrated in the application is a big thing mm. so to solve all this makes again driving easier more pleasurable mm. and less hustling mm. you know? okay good i think here in singapore a surprising amount of people choose to drive yeah, you know when when public transport's amazing mm, actually yeah. it is. it's a it's cultural amazing. thing isn't it i mean yeah for me i don't drive anywhere but then I'm not your target market. Mm. There are, is a whole group of people here in Singapore who drive even just to the next stop, right? You know, and that's just culture here. And mm -hmm. I don't think that's going to change. So I think, you know, when people look at your solution, that doubt about, okay, fine, but public transport's amazing in some of these cities. There's still this whole culture of driving. Yeah. And that won't change for yeah. like 10, 20 years, yeah. right? Okay, let's have a look at the solution and the revenue model. If we can jump back into the pitch deck. The solution, I think if we go back a couple of slides here, um, and now we moved around. Let's talk about, sorry, let's, we've done the market size. Mm -hmm. um, I want to talk a little bit about the revenue model, which I think is on 13 here. Okay, um, so this is obviously the solution and the revenue model together. Yeah. Help us understand how you're going to make money out of this. Yeah, so the first thing is that we use the freemium model. So that means you can just find all the car parking places mm. in one row, the availability in it, and then the drivability. That is just for free. But then on top of it, you will see that, for example, in busy days, late in the, uh, with peak hours, 
it's totally full. You need to drive all the way to level eight. You don't want that. And you see the, all the green lots there. Mm. Now, there we call it booking f- uh, solution. So you can just drive to level one. You see the green place and you say, you know what? Next time, I'm not going to go all the way up, spend the other six minutes. I just pay an extra $10 on top of the normal pricing that's already existing there. Or 15 depends on the valuation and availability. And then you can just book it mm. up front. So this is like premium Premium parking, parking lot, yes, right. at the most, yeah, so perfect place. So pay extra, yeah, and you do a deal with the real estate yes, owner. Yeah. With the margin in between yeah. that, yeah, oh, yeah, correct. And this is all on AI-based big data, so it will go up and down depending uh-huh. on how busy the day is. Right. Or when there is an event, or when it is Christmas time, all these things add up. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and then we have uh, the premium parking. This, this is in collaboration with, uh, for example, a car selling dealership that is interesting to join Navi Park for the car, uh, yeah, people that buy the car at that uh, place mm. to have an additional value on top of it that they can premium park and not just only right. park. So you're saying car dealers can sell a car yeah. and as a value add, they can yeah. throw in Navi Park premium service. Premium service with premium promotions on top of it. Right, yeah. okay. Yeah. And then the, the personal promotions that relates towards the real estates and the shopping shops mm. in the shopping mall, they can promote on our platform to ad- actually personal advertise towards that users that are there. Mm. Or when a driver is looking around Orchard, that he in real estate or a shop can promote to lead people mm. inside the shopping mall base mm. just by showing interesting stuff. Okay. Advert- so the challenge here is the partnerships. Yeah. So sure. you, I mean, getting the drivers is going to be probably less hard than getting deals with mm-hmm. dealers, yeah, real estate, commercial, um, you know, parking lots, yeah, etc. So, um, you know, putting this into context, you're 21 years old. You mm-hmm. haven't worked 20 years in, you know, the, the parking industry. Yeah. Right? So or, that's why we try to get people around that have right. that 20 years experience and keep learning, keep going out and just tell the story, tell the vision and understand what they are thinking of, what they really want to add yeah. on Nafi Park and then go back and redefine, remodel it and pitch it back again. That's yeah, yeah. how we do it right now. So so where are you targeting now in terms of your partnerships? Where are you going out and Yeah, so we targeting? have we have the real estate itself. Yeah. Then we have the car park operators, owners, and then we have just the platform itself, Navi Park, that provides all the big data with uh, the parking places in front, mm. the free one. So this is the, the three ones that we have. For the car park operators, owners, we are now talking with a couple and it's going to be pretty interesting to see what they actually really want to add on and yeah. bring it towards. And actually, we are bringing a service. So for some guys, it should be a bit different than for real estate, for example. And mm-hmm. we are we want to be that flexible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, yeah. and how are, are you talking to those partners in Singapore? Or yeah, over right now in Singapore. Yeah. yeah, right now in Singapore. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so right now you're just focusing on Singapore with these partnerships. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, you know, I imagine it's quite hard with um, talking to uh, parking lot operators because they make a lot of money Mm -hmm. with or without these services. And I always wonder, I mean, you know, do they really care about service? Do they really care about Mm -hmm. uh, customer satisfaction? Because whether or not people are satisfied, they have to use the parking lot. Yeah. So with that in mind, maybe you can prove me wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you go out and sell to them this idea of adding a value-added service to their offering? Yeah, so now it is more like we have the car park operators. Mostly they are 
off the street, on the street itself still, yeah. like one of the guys that we talk with, and they want to find solutions to be connected with the real estate and the shopping malls and the shops around it. Right. So okay, they so are looking for that. The shopping mall. Yeah, they, these guys are not in it. So they want to make a connection yeah. with them to promote so that they still park at their place right, right. and that they then walk over. So you're talking about this would be most relevant to uh, parking operators who aren't attached to a shopping mall, but yeah. maybe slight, you know, one block back or less known or... Yeah, for example, yes, yeah. yes. But also the real estate that, with the shops that just want to bring more leads towards yeah. the shopping mall and uh, shops. Yeah, because you can just promote it and guide them towards it. And now they have a choice of Iron, Wismart, and then Takashimaya. Mm. And now with the platform that you can put interesting things together, yeah. you can lead more people towards one or another. So okay. it's that extra yeah, personal kind of touch that, previously wasn't there, they mm. couldn't reach their drivers, they were just unknown until they yeah, stepped in the mall, and now they can already actually present themselves in front yeah. beforehand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. With the the parking operators who, for example, aren't attached to the mall, so they're, they're blocked back, they're not the first choice, but they're mm. really keen to get people into their parking lot. Maybe they're, they're closer to the, the mall than a more known parking yeah. lot, right? So they're a challenge a lot, if you like. Mm -hmm. How do you sell it to them? What's the real benefits to them? How can you see those benefits? What's the tangible benefit? Well, the benefit for them is that they have a bigger reach on this moment. Right now, it is just passing, and then you need to be lucky that you see it, that right. place. And, and now you are in the platform itself. So suddenly you have all the users in that, yeah, seeing that place with the price. And mostly their advantage is they're cheaper. Mm. So putting that on the list and the possibility to see that, you mm. can select your personal uh, interest. So when you want to find all the time the cheapest ones, they keep going up mm. that otherwise wouldn't be there. How do they market now? What, how do these parking lots advertise themselves? Yeah, mostly on, on little barriers itself, you know, and, and yeah, that's mostly right. it. So not, not that much. Or they have like uh, on Google, what you mostly see is they yeah. have just that big old data and little dots. And that's how they try to market them. But it's far away from the driver itself, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah. So are any of these parking lots actually quite progressive in their marketing? Do they... None? No, actually <laughs> really not so much. Yeah, right. um, yeah. one guy that, uh, yeah, company that we're talking now with, they really want it. So they're really looking to mm. interesting collaborations and that's why they're pretty yeah, strongly interested in Navi Park than the other ones that are more just uh, old school, I would say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, with regards to those dealers as well, you talked about car dealers. Mm -hmm. How would you sell it to somebody like that? I mean, I can see the benefit to... Yeah the customer yeah. if they can get this thrown in it might help mm -hmm. close the deal yeah what's the what's the benefit to a dealer yeah the dealer benefit is that now they can choose so many different places to buy the same car mm. so when this dealer has this collaboration for example with Navi Park then it is an extra value to the user so easier for them to make this sales going through mm. but as well for them to show that we are more than this car park is not really uh, this sales place not really normal sales place it's really premium kind of style mm. and they want to differentiate that, that that journey continues mm. when the driver drives off okay yeah 
So do we have such a thing as premium car parks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have that dealerships, premium right. dealerships. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the car park world. Mm -hmm. but do those things exist? Yeah, you have them for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but but again, these places are just very normal. Just a couple of lots there, and you need to sign up, and right. then you have only that place. Then you need to sign up with all the other car parks. Do you want to have that experience? Okay, interesting. Yeah. All right. Um, Okay, so we've had a look at the market, the problem, and the solution. Um, touching on the revenue model here, we can jump back into the pitch deck. I want to have a look at this. Um, you talk about your revenue models here. Um, so, so I understand you're offering a freemium model first, yeah, and then you will charge. How will you charge the um, parking operators? Is that going to be um, a revenue split, or are they going to? white label your service how does that work yeah it's going to be a revenue split because it keeps changing depending on how many people are coming in of course mm. and you can upsize it really easily because it is a whole wireless system that we uh, integrate so yeah actually the majority of the normal pricing is already for them everything that comes on top of it with the booking is for them and then we have our margin out of that right you just charge them a fee on every booking. yes right? on every okay. booking yes and do they they have to pay like an installation fee to you or yeah once time installation fee but just a partly one okay not, not the full one okay fine and how have you sort of progressed i know you're an early stage startup in terms of your testing and actually you know going out there and doing this you know tell me a little bit about where you are you've got a journey slide in here as well we'll look at that in a minute but you know in terms of is the app live have you actually tested it and so on yeah so we have uh, a kind of mvp stage for ourselves internally mm. so that means that we have tested the whole booking experience with the hardware with the software and we've done that in Amst in the netherlands so mm. with around three four different car parks around 500 lots and to understand how that whole behavior is going and how the experience is going around that from booking it, going to the location, securing it, uh, that whole process. So we mm -hmm. have learned a lot from that. We can easily just copy paste this in Singapore market. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, for finding and the big data part was also a big challenge. And uh, we have learned as well a lot out of that to integrate mm -hmm. it all in the platform and letting that run smoothly mm -hmm. and that we can just upgrade it along the way when we create more partnerships. So yeah. you've done uh, tests with 500 lots in the Netherlands. Yes, correct. Yeah, and correct. what did you learn from that? Yeah, from that, uh, the first thing that we learned is like real experience, how that should work because mm -hmm. that sensor is there. The mm. app is there, but how that real journey as a driver should be to make that booking experience an extra value, mm. that that was a really mm. uh, valuable thing to learn from that. Yeah. Because just getting all the, yeah, let's say, hard data on point, that it works, that it is all ticked, that is easy. But yeah. then to make that experience that, well, when I give $10 and I book that parking lot, how that guides me, how that supports mm. me, how I can find my car back, that kind of things make that difference. Yeah, and how did you actually do those tests? Did you do those yourselves? Uh, yeah, with the development team. Yeah. And then I was the designer with the UX UI to make sure that the whole experience yeah. in that application department went, went well. Yeah. yeah, and what sort of insights did you get from the driver's side in terms of experience, actually having felt that themselves? Mm -hmm. What did you learn? Yeah, we learned that the first thing is that just only providing that you can book is not enough. You need to make that whole journey there. So mm. that, that's what we learned, to make the journey towards that also 
premium excited i would say mm. that that that's something that was the most important to add on not right. just saying you can book and you can find it there you have one posted so we hope that you'll find it again that's not how it works right so that's yeah. in the app in the car yeah in the car so what, what sort of features inside uh, mapping so right. it maps you till the parking lot yeah and then when you go back you can find your car back and yeah. you have a nice list that shows even the color so when you park right. on level eight blue it shows the whole interface turns blue and then when that's not enough with your information, for example, you can press directory and then it directs you with uh, arrow navigation towards your car back again. Right. Yeah, for example, Takushimaya or uh, MBS, these places are going to be a bit challenging when you have easily parked and you go rush for your lunch and then you think, oh, where did I park it again? Yeah. So these kind of features we like to add in starts with the premium booking and then towards the rest. So I, I think there are two pain points as a driver and user of car parks occasionally that one, and you've mentioned these, so I'm interested to know how these actually work. First one is finding the pay station. Mm -hmm. It's not easy in a, in a car park. Often it's like, you know, oh, it's up on the next level. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have to ask somebody who's got like the yellow jacket on and they don't know where, you know, it's like go down there and you get lost. So that's a problem for, you know, a user. And the second one, you said finding the car. Yeah. I have a real problem finding cars, yeah. and I wonder if it's my short-term memory or yeah, I'm yeah. getting old. But I think people do. It's like you, you, when you walk into a car park, your mindset is different. Yeah. You're not sort of like locating and like registering, like you know where you are in yeah. very sort of scientific terms. You just oh, I'm late. I've got to get there. And that's the and thing. You need to put your mind to it to know where you park. Then mostly it goes fine. But mostly when you park, you have or a meeting. Or you need to, you're hungry. So you yeah. just walk off and that speed, that excitement totally forgets you where you park. Right. And, and when you park mostly at the same place, you park on different things. So you're going to confuse with the last time you parked and then it's going to be. So it is not when you park more times that it will get less and or sometimes it even get worse because you're going to mix it up. So how do you deal yeah. with that? I know you say you help them locate the car. Yeah. You know, I mean, in the old days, the way I used to deal with that is I just take a photo yeah. of like, you know, I'm in e24 for example i'll yeah. take a photo of that yeah and but it didn't yeah. always work i forget to take a photo how, yeah. how do you guys help so actually that is what we put in this information you don't need to make a picture when you park we put that information inside the, the, the design of the application mm. the feature find your car back and the color in, is integrated in it the roadmap is integrated in it to mm. just find your car back when you want it and mm. when you don't need it you don't even need to open it up yeah yeah that alone is worth right. using the app. Yeah. Just that feature alone, yeah, yeah. just to be able to find your car. Yeah, exactly. I know, I mean, it sounds crazy, but yeah. it's a real problem that people have, right? Yeah, and yeah. there's nothing worse than walking around an hour in a parking lot trying yeah. to find a car. I can tell you it's hot outside in Singapore, but yeah. inside the car park is even way hotter. <laughs> exactly. All right, well, good to know. All right, we've talked about the journey. Um, you do have a slide here in the pitch deck. Maybe we can have a look at that, jump back in on slide 19. But where you are with the journey, um, you talked about your achievements. I want to come to that in a minute and your key partners. Yeah. Um, maybe we, actually, maybe we can start there and then talk about the journey because this is sort of key to, uh, you know, the initial stages. So you've talked about develop, developing a functional model of the app. Um, yeah. Tell us a little bit about the partnerships because this is really key to yeah. obviously the success. Yeah, and here it gets also very excited because these key partners that we are having, they understand also that the market that they want to reach globally is at so many different locations different. So they cannot just enter with this parking detection, but they have this company everywhere. It needs right. to, the application has to be evolved and specially developed for a certain region. 
Can you so, explain who the? I mean, some people can't yeah. see this. They're listening. Yeah, so, so, so park, uh, parking detection is just a very advanced smart camera. Mm. So it's almost a kind of like uh, the iPhone X, the the face recognition. But this technology is used for the recognition of the car, mm. the number plate, the duration, how long it stays there if it parks wrongly. So all this data we capture for the booking solution technology. So let's say we only need two cameras to capture a space wide of around six to 12 lots mm -hmm. with just two cameras to manage the booking solution. So the old way to do it is with all kinds of sensors on the ground, one by one by one. Mm -hmm. There's no need anymore. We have just two cameras to reach that whole angle mm -hmm. for the booking experience. Um, and then we have uh, Talon One. This is uh, a company that is full focused on uh, a personal advertisement platform. Mm -hmm. But for underground, the platform that is in front of it, Navi Park in that case. Underground means what? Yeah, on the back end. So oh, okay. it supports everything. We can play around with well. it, set everything up and then run that on top of mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that would integrate into the merchants in the yeah. retail space. Right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And then uh, we have uh, Body Innovations. So uh, they are partnerships and uh, investments. They are supporting on that. And uh, right. the team is uh, really valuable to us. So they're your venture builder almost, yeah. right? Yeah. Partner. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's your um, partnerships. Um, you, uh, we're going to talk about the team as well. And um, also how much you're raising. So maybe if we can jump back into the pitch deck and we have a look at the team. So tell me who's who. Obviously, Bastelanger, we know yes. you. Who are yeah. the other three? Yeah, so uh, Mark is uh, where I talked about. He has 25 years experience in smart parking solutions, in sensor technologies. Yeah. And now we bring it to a next level towards the smart camera solutions that just capture all the cars and the drivability, how mm. they park and then the duration, and then we developed the whole booking experience on top of that. And uh, then we have uh, Conrad is the advisor of Navi Park. So yeah, that's my father. He has a lot of uh, great support and, uh, and and looks towards uh, yeah, opportunities for Navi Park as yeah. well. So what's his background? His background is in uh, yeah actually advisory from, uh, from a long time already, but his background is in uh, cable management and mm. fire protection uh, in that Facilities direction. Facilities and yes. so on, okay. Uh, yeah. right. And then um, Bert from uh, from uh, Body Innovations. So he's really focused for me as a mentor and accelerator of Navi Park and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. really support with all different valuable angles and assets. So from here on in, um, I'm going to ask you how much you're raising in a minute, but the team mm -hmm. itself, yeah. are there skills that you need to bring in now? Yeah, I think we are looking for a stable development team. So we have different ones we, for mm. building the MVP, but now we're looking for a good development team here in Singapore to make mm. that next valuable step. Mm. What yeah. kind of development? Yeah, for the real actual platform, to right. a real valuable MVP where a lot of users can uh, start to use it. Okay. Yeah. Would, would yeah. you have those people here in Singapore? Yeah, probably, yes. expensive place to Yeah, but for me it is important that they understand the real situation yeah. in Singapore, what ERP is about, how that works, and mm. and they need to see this, uh, the place where we develop around. So yeah. I think that will be an extra value that I uh, like to integrate in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you need to take your developers to the car park. Yeah. You have a look at it and drive in and experience it themselves, yes. right? Yeah. That's so important rather than sitting behind a screen yeah. and trying to do yeah, this. Because yeah, yeah. then, then they get insights yeah. about, okay, why am I trying to fix this problem? Yeah. They actually see it and feel it themselves. Yeah, that's really powerful. Yeah, so there's why I'm looking for that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and um, 
long term, we've mentioned Malaysia mm-hmm. as an example. Singapore is obviously your base. Yeah. What is the potential market for this? Where yeah. could this go? This could go to whole APEC, I believe so, easily. Mm. And then even towards cities beyond it. Uh, yeah, I think Europe will be a bit difficult because it is again 80% on the street and 20% off street. So we mm. really have to model it towards that personal promotion, bringing shops together, a smart parking solution that brings really the person with value. Mm. I think then we can go towards Europe as well. Okay. But for now, it's really APEC focused. And where in, where in Asia particularly? I mean, yeah, Malaysia. yeah, Malaysia. Then we also look to Australia as an option, opportunity. Mm. And then, uh, yeah, that's it uh, for now, on this okay. moment. Yeah. Good. Right, so you're fundraising at the moment. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about the fundraise. Um, how much are you raising? Yeah, at the moment, 300,000 USD. Mm-hmm. Yes. And what are you yeah. raising that for? We develop for development strongly, and mm. then also for the whole marketing uh, package around it as well. Yeah. Okay. And how long is it going to take you to develop the app? When we when can you be live? When can you actually have uh, consumers yeah, like, in the yeah, wild yeah, using yeah. your app out there? Yeah, that is all depending as well with the partnerships where we are running with, but. Mm purely on development around three months plus three right. four months that is the duration that we need to take in mind for the development process okay so yeah. you think you can have an app launched in four months yeah if everything is in place right. around it yeah, of course, then yeah. we can definitely a lot can it. happen but yeah. obviously i'm asking you some tough you know questions no, to predict yeah. right yes, but yeah. four months you have an app like out on the app store mm-hmm. okay all right yeah. cool good um excellent and so Obviously, investors watch this. Obviously, you know, people who may want to join your team watch this. The other part is your partnerships. So um, there may be people who may be one step away from those people you're trying to reach as partners. You know, your partners may not be watching this, but, you know, Mm -hmm. somebody who works for them or consults for them or whoever it may be. Who do you want to talk to in terms of partnerships, you know, who would be the people you would like to reach out to you and say, hey, you know, we'd like to trial your technology bus? Yeah, I think it is smart city, very interesting on top of even what we talked about, uh, real estates and the parking operators. It's a whole smart city kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Mm -hmm. You reduce all that looking around on that slow lanes, just Mm -hmm. looking for the parking place. No, that is all going to be simple yeah, pushed away by bringing all that information already up front so people know in the journey when they come close to the destination already where they're going to mm. park because the app brings you towards that lot so that is going to be having a big impact as well mm. just all that searching around is going to be reduced right yeah so anybody in the smart city space you'd be interested to talk to yeah they may have yeah. connections yeah exactly yeah okay yeah well, that's great um, thanks for coming on the show today and sharing your journey with us. Yeah. Um, wishing you all the best in, in the journey of Navi Park. Next steps. I think that you have a big challenge ahead of you. Yeah. But I sense as a person, probably you enjoy that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, sure. You know, you're dealing with a very big market and some quite challenging partnerships to pull mm-hmm. off. But I think as well, it's worth saying that, um, you know, you have... I think the skill that is more the exception rather than rule in founders, which is the hustle, Mm -hmm. you know, and how important that is, you know, you might not be the most technical person. You can hire a technical person, but what you can't 
you know, train is the hustle. Mm -hmm. It's getting out there, yeah. talking to people, knocking on doors. Yeah. That's what's going to be required here. Mm -hmm. So even though you don't have 20 years of experience, you're surrounded by people who do have experience. You yeah. have that hustle. You have that energy to yeah. go out and, and potentially make this happen, yeah. right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, all the best. I mean, yeah. Buzz is going to be there on the 20th. Yes. Joining us in our event. So hopefully. Looking forward for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if you've listened to his story, then, you know, feel free to reach out, ask any questions you may have. And if you know any introductions, then please feel free to make them. What is the best way to reach out to you? What's the most preferred channel? LinkedIn. Yeah, LinkedIn is yeah. where I'm the most active in. And, uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. We'll put all your details in the show notes. Awesome. Buster Langer, everybody, founder and CEO of Navia Park. I'm wishing you all the best with your journey and yeah please come back on in future and share an update yeah as well that'd be awesome six months 12 months when you're live in the market when you've got some data as well it'd be great yeah thank you so much for having me here and we will see each other again hopefully yeah. excellent cool great. thank you you've been listening to asia tech podcast find out more at atp.show